0: Who's your favorite economist today? Please, Monroe.
1: Welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe. this time guestless. So I'm joined here in Iceland by my brunette friend, Gwyllion. Gwyllion, how are you feeling?
2: I'm excited. Why? Because we're going to talk to Monroe.
1: Is he? Oh, wait, this is episode 10. That must be some sort of milestone. Is it? I don't know. Do you feel like you're his friend now or something after 10 episodes?
2: Yeah, because I care about him.
1: Do you love him? Yes. Oh shit. Well uh you can tell him now yourself. Let's uh let's call Monroe. Happy tenth anniversary, babies. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 we're ten years old now. We are ten years <laughs> old. That's how this works. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been podcasting for ten whole years. If we're counting in child years after last week's logic. So we started around the turn of the millennium. Yeah, baby.
2: Monroe. Yeah? I have good news. You have good news? Yes. Straight out the bat. Yes. I consider you my friend now.
0: Oh, oh, man. oh my god my oh. gift
2: to you because of tenth episode.
1: So all we've got to do is spend ten hours together to become friends. Yes. Mm. That's like the, the it's the super diet version of the is it the ten no, thousand hours? Hour rule, yeah. Yeah, where what's it we have to spend 10,000 hours doing something to become a master at it? Or what so is it that you become?
2: I'm a master at Monroe.
0: Did that that whole thing, this 10,000-hour rule, did it not suffer from survivorship bias, whereby they they looked at a bunch of successful people and said, they've all done this for 10,000 hours, therefore it takes 10,000 hours to be good at something. But then they missed mm. out all the people who spent 10,000 hours at something but were still shit.
1: Oh, so <laughs> if I Google 10,000 hours, I get... Ten thousand Hours is a song recorded by American country music duo Dan Plaché and Canadian singer Justin Bieber. But <laughs> two, two lines down, I get BusinessInsider.com on July third, twenty fourteen. New study destroys Malcolm Gladwell's ten thousand hours. Baby, also
0: it, I'm, Malcolm. I never want to destroy Malcolm Gladwell on this podcast, although Tim Hartford is my favorite economist.
1: Uh, I have a new favorite economist. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, his name is <laughs> majorly new. Who's your favorite economist today? <laughs> so my, my f- new favorite economist is Thomas Piketty. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Tell he's me a French, more. He's a, a French economist, oh, and he know. wrote the book Capital in the 21st Century. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've only read the intro to this book And he immediately became my new favorite economist because that intro is fucking wonderful. And I recommend it to anybody. Nice. What's the book called? Uh, Capital in the 21st Century. Uh Baby, I'll add it to my list. It's about wealth and inequality and these sorts of things. And the intro just gives like an extremely good uh, history of economic theories Mm -hmm. and the development of inequality Mm -hmm. over time in like the data sets that we can we can see, and he also what he does that's good is that he acknowledges the stuff that he doesn't know, uh-huh. which nice. is not something that people always do, including me. You know everything. I, I mean, I know a lot. I know most things.
0: There's a great <laughs> Pocahontas quote about things you won't know. Okay, tell me.
1: Uh, is it "Savages"? "Savages" barely even human. Yeah, uh, though no, that that is a fucking tune. Uh, so there are two there are two songs on this earth that you have brought to my attention. Uh, one of them is the "Savages." Savages barely even human from from Pocahontas, which is a beautiful song because it, you know, the way that both sides are saying it about each other. Oh, I I know, I know. You're watching the the film, and it's just reflecting each side. Oh my days, yeah, uh, yeah. It's that's human nature right there. Uh, and then the other song that I constantly, constantly think about, but I think I've only heard it once, and it's only because of you is the "Defying Gravity" song. <laughs> <laughs> this is the song we used to play to each other when we were climbing, isn't it? We'd, say,
0: we'd uh, sing it as we went up the wall. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I, I've only heard the actual recording like once, and then I've just heard it from you. <laughs> um,
0: so, the Pocahontas quote from Colors of the Wind is right. that if you walk in the footsteps of a stranger, you'll learn things you never knew, you never knew. Oh, yeah. that's
1: uh, Donald Drumsfeld.
0: Uh, no, it's fucking Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so Pocahontas is Donald Rumsfeld's stage name. Uh, no, so Donald Rumsfeld said, uh, there's a he, he gave a speech uh, where he says, reports that say that something hasn't happened are always interesting to me because as we know, there are known knowns, uh, dot, dot, dot. We also know there are known unknowns, but there are also unknown unknowns. Yes! And yes. despite the fact that everyone uh, related to that administration was a piece of shit, then this is a good quote. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that I have sometimes neglected to think about. But then you realize I had to do my so I had to do my final project for my masters uh, in Austria, and we were designing a caution and warning system for a spacesuit. And uh, we I had a, a a meeting with a dude who was uh, he was like the head of health and safety and risk. Uh, risk assessment and management and it sounds like the most boring job in the whole entire universe Yep. and speaking to him for like an hour and a half was captivating it was just like he made it so interesting and he was talking about these like unknown unknowns and how you had to try to know your unknowns and all this stuff nice. it was wonderful Um. so I have some uh, some feedie backy from last a oh nice uh,
0: so I as we probably are all now aware offended the entire profession of dentistry last week of course um but i didn't offend offend them as much as you might think so uh my mate's a dentist and he messaged me after i listened to the episode and what he basically said is that as a dentist you can call yourself a dentist Uh, (laughs) obviously Uh, as a dentist you can call yourself a doctor but most choose not to i think in general just because the using the that would imply that you have a general medical degree when you don't Um, Mm. And the General Dental Council have let you call yourself doctor since 1995, I think. But what's actually more interesting is that when you're studying to become a dentist, you actually get a degree in dental surgery, not dental medicine. And if you become a surgeon, in the UK at least, you then go from being a doctor back to being a mister. So it's because they're dental surgeons as opposed to dental Mm, medicine clinicians, um, <laughs> <laughs> magicians. Um, then uh, they would actually be more appropriate to call them misters or misses. Or Ooh, miz-
1: that's that is interesting. I have I have encountered this in the UK where surgeons are called Mister, and it's it's weird. Like it's weird. Maybe just because of TV or something. We're like you know your doctor that's gonna operate on you. It's, it's like a doctor. But then in the UK, you're like, oh yeah, your your surgery is going to be performed by Mr. Moffat or something. Mm. And it just sounds like some fucking dude who walked in (laughs) off the street. But it's not. In hospital, there's kind of a a reverse snobbery
0: about it where because there are so many doctors, if you're in the staff room or whatever, um, then becoming a mister is then sort of a a way of recognition. So if you call some uh, surgeons, doctor, whatever
1: then they'll be like, I'm a mister, or I'm a missus, or... <laughs> oh. uh, God damn it. Yeah. I hate the snobbery shit. Like, there was uh, Mateo, the guy who sent our voicemail last week, was all... Yeah. he, uh, We did our master's together, and he went at one point to speak to one of the the professors, or whatever. And he sort of went up to his office, knocked on the door, and poked his head in and said, like, excuse me, doctor, whatever the fuck his name was. And the guy stopped him and was like, it's professor nice I, oh my god he could be a real dick though because it'd be pretty u- unusual for a
0: professor to also be a doctor with a PhD so he could have been like excuse me it's professor doctor but he
1: did he did have a PhD so like professor in those circles trump's doctor so he does he, it's like he graduated from being doctor to being professor so he would wasn't gonna stand for being called doctor yeah Ugh. Ugh. yeah Ugh. yeah Ugh. yeah, Ugh. yeah. I have yet more feedback from last week as well. Okay.
0: If we want it, or we, or we can move on from this feedback train. No, I love feedback. Um, well, it's kind of not really feedback, but it's back onto the... So I'm going, to, I'm going to preface this with you and Guthion are not allowed to discuss the rights and wrongs of of what you're talking about again from last week. But back onto this whole like randomness concept and guessing and whatever. Right. Um. I once asked Mel to guess the number of litres in the ocean. Yeah. And her guess was... Ten thousand and <laughs> <laughs> when when I was like, I think it's a bit more than that. And every time, every time it's come up again, she's been like, "Yeah, yeah," but I know it sounds silly, but ten thousand liters is a lot of liters. <laughs> I guess if you're going to drink it, then it's a lot of liters. Or if you're going to fill a bath with it, then it's quite a lot.
1: I mean, if you Google ten thousand liters, you get a picture of a ten thousand liter barrel, and like it's. <laughs> I would comfortably fit in it, but I wouldn't want to live in it. <laughs> you know, like it it's, I wouldn't even want it as my bedroom. Like no. it's not big enough for that. It could be like, a, imagine like a sleeping pod. It's like that mm. maybe. So uh, Mel, if you're listening, the ocean is larger than the average sleeping pod. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Isn't she highly educated? She's very highly educated. She will have a PhD soon. Interesting. You see, this is proof of the fact that knowledge does not equal wisdom. Uh, don't, don't, don't make me publicly <laughs> my break my now on the podcast. You know, one of the best one of the best uh, things that I've heard is, even though it's nowhere near the best thing that I've heard, it's uh, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, and wisdom is knowing to not put it in a fruit salad.
0: Nice. I thought. I thought oh, yeah. wisdom is knowing not to give a fuck. I was. What I was expecting you to say.
1: Oh no! Ugh. You should always give a fuck. Uh, Gleyon, you've you've said nothing. <laughs> I'm very silent today. Why are you just ruminating on your love for Monroe? Yes. On our newfound friendship. Oh. Is it maybe because you are gravely injured at the moment?
2: Yes. Shit. Yes. I'm not great. Yeah. Not gravely. I don't feel, I don't feed it anymore.
1: You messaged us about this when it happened, and then you just sort of gave very like vague and ambiguous replies. <laughs> no, then we tried to clarify oh whether you were joking or not, and then I called you. You didn't answer. And then I woke up in the morning. I had like six missed calls from you. <laughs> <laughs> it was all very worrying.
0: And then, and then yeah, so we, we are, you, you so you to get some context. You sent us this message just saying uh, I've broken a rib. And then we didn't really know if this was a joke or not. And then we asked and you, just, and when we asked you if it was a joke, you said, no. And then when we asked no more information about how it happened. And then Ragnar pushed, and eventually you just said attack. And then, and then Ragnar said attack question mark, and you said yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, is you are the worst. You're the worst communicator by a text <laughs> when it comes to calling. Monroe.
2: I suppose that. Yeah, no, but it, it was
1: not a bad thing. Can you, do you want to tell our <laughs> listeners uh, what sort of injury you sustained at the hands of a prominent Icelandic doctor?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs>
1: That's what they all say. That is what they all say. Oh, it was a mistake. He didn't mean it. <clears throat> yeah. He's really sorry. <laughs> yeah, he
2: cried.
1: Exactly. So what happened?
2: So I was getting some assistance. Mm. and someone pushed my rib cage, my father,
1: mm. who was a doctor, mm.
2: and we heard this <laughs> sound, <sniffs> and my rib, my, my ribs broke. That was, you know, how many? Ten points for sound
1: effects, by the way. I really felt that. Yeah. I
2: have no idea how many.
1: So you're not going to get x-rayed or something? No, I guess, do people normally get x-rayed for, I mean, for broken ribs? I don't think
2: it actually, if it's that little injury, it was just less like a slight push. Yeah. So I expect they're not worried anything happened.
1: Do do humans have uh, speaking of breaking bones? Do humans have a wishbone? No, right? No, actually, this came up the other <laughs> day because we were trying to work out what a wishbone would be
0: if it was in a human, and then we realized that birds are not mammals, so they just have different <laughs> bones in them.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they don't have all the different bones. Like, no, they have no. hands and feet.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's look this up because this would be wishbone. It has to be something from the trunk because it's there's
1: only one of them, so it's not replicating what, the trunk of the car. No, the trunk of the body. <laughs> 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 so, googling "wishbone" gives me surprisingly little information. Yeah, I know. Oh, me I too. see where the wishbone is. God, why am I so bad at bird anatomy? Where is it? It's like in the n- the n- base of the neck. It would appear. <laughs> it's very hard. It, n- it never gets shown in its proper anatomical context. Yet. You know what the mistake you're making is? You're using Google and not duck, duck, go uh, Why? Because DuckDuckGo should know everything about bird anatomy, seeing as it is a duck. yay Duck, duck, go
0: has brought me to the old the old wikipedia which has mm-hmm. taught me that the wishbone is called the furcula okay little fork in latin mm-hmm. uh, oh, nice. and it's actually the two your two clavicle so so the equivalent in humans is the 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 two clavicles but in birds it's fused together the collarbone if you will yeah the collarbone yeah um uh so it's fused together
1: uh to make the wishbone and sits kind of just Mm. at the top of their their thorax so like i guess we do have a wishbone then like the collarbone is it your wishbone yeah yeah so if you want a lot of luck break break that open baby you're supposed to well not supposed to but it's like there's no problem if you break stuff when you're given cpr no does that count as breaking your wishbone
0: I uh, wouldn't think you'd break the wishbone during CPR. More likely to... Are you going to break someone's sternum, or are you just going to break ribs? Most likely ribs, because uh, mm. they're the ones that will actually flex and or or not flex and break. Uh,
1: mm. but yeah, I can't see you yeah, breaking someone's
0: clavicle. If you're breaking someone's clavicle, I feel like you're you're, you're doing it the
1: wrong place. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm pumping their necks on, and it's just not going anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the heart is in a random location. Don't, don't start with random. <laughs>
0: you're not like to, you guys not like to talk about the random thing
1: <laughs> did you know that uh this is an interesting fact now that we're talking about anatomy uh uh i will gonna google to see what the incidence of this is it's called situs inversus yeah. oh yeah so about one in ten thousand people are born with situs inversus totalis yeah which is where all of your internal organs are mirrored so they're in the the mirror opposite yeah. place to where they would be in a normal human. So your heart is like your, your heart is on your left side, you could say at the moment, even though it's pretty central. If you have this, it would be on the right side. I, I've, yeah. I've
2: heard this is more common. In twins. This happens sometimes in twins.
1: Oh, so like one of them is mirror, and the other one yes. isn't. That's cool. That is a cool I thing. Think, yeah. I think. so. Because that's proof that one of them is evil. Yes. Right. Because evil I, things I, are always I, like these mirror images of of. Not evil things.
0: I've got a fun fact that you might like Goose Young because it relates to your favorite TV show. Mm. Citus and Versus Mm -hmm. would be more difficult to spot on Doctor Who because he has two hearts, one on either side of his body.
2: Uh, That's right. So if
1: his heart swapped (laughs) around, they'd just be two hearts anyway. Yeah, right. It's pretty cool to have Citus and Versus, I think. I'd be pretty stoked if I... If I knew that I had all my organs reversed, you just I be go, going around like, "Yep, yeah, baby, where I feel my heart." At least if
2: someone is going to stab you in the heart, they're going to miss.
0: Yeah, they'll just get lung. Exactly. And who cares about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Lung is lung is one of the two tissues uh, that, if it's seen on the outside of the body, you can uh, you can pronounce death like on the scene. Isn't that the thing? I've read this so much. I've never so heard like, this, but this well, like you like... can obviously, if you're not like if you're a doctor or whatever, you can pronounce death on the scene. But like if you see somebody and they are they're obviously hurt, uh, you are supposed to get them medical attention and you're supposed to try to resuscitate them, uh, either until a doctor tells you to stop or until you get them to the hospital, right? Yeah. Ish. But if you can see exposed brain tissue or lung tissue. Then that's considered incompatible with life. And you don't need to assume that they are going to live. I got this from a paramedic somewhere, so maybe this isn't the case everywhere.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it one little bit.
1: (laughs) 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 Why? Because it just just doesn't seem that useful. Doesn't it? You come to like a car crash and someone, like you can see someone's brains. I don't know. Yeah, but if someone's just had their, you know, a good whack to the skull and they're, had a bit of a
0: bit of a bash, and some skulls come up, and you can see their brain. You're not going to be like, "Well, I guess, I guess that's it." No. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mate Ragnar said that you, you bought it, so.
1: <laughs> I mean, do you, would you want to live a life post brain exposure?
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't. These are not the questions that i want to be making for <laughs> I mean, this. I mean, I mean, in that
2: moment. People have survived <laughs> shot in the head.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's the, what's the dude's name? Uh, Phineas Gage. Have we talked about him before on the podcast? No. He's this like classical uh, psychology example of a human. Okay, He was working on uh, in railway construction, and he had some. It's called a tamping iron, uh, which is used. Uh, it's used for beating down the earthy substance in tamping for blasting. In case anyone <laughs> was wondering, <laughs> in case I wanted to get so, into a bit
0: of <laughs> railway maintenance.
1: So it's used for uh, for packing. Uh, the stuff when you're like gonna blow shit up for for boring into rock for railway making. Right. Exactly. So the point is that it's a big metal rod and it's around explosives. And the explosives exploded whilst he was holding the big metal rod, and the metal rod went into his face just under his uh, left eye, like underneath the. Uh, what's the bone under your eye? Oh, don't test your my eye. Chi- your your me. cheekbone, whatever. Let's call it a that, cheekbone. <laughs> that's got a fucking cheekbone. It went un- into his face, like on in his left cheek, and went up through his brain and out of the top of his skull. Ah, yeah. And he lived. This is like no a way. really long time ago. Yeah, he is. is I mean, it was. Uh, it was in eight he died in eighteen sixty, age thirty-six. But he didn't die from this. He lived through this and his personality changed completely. Apparently he went from being like a chill dude to just being this erratic, angry man. Was it like a uh, fatal lobe damage? Yeah, and from this they discovered the function of certain brain regions, uh, because of how he changed. But the point is that he survived a fucking blast and a half to the yeah. head.
0: You know what? I bet they probably saw some brain tissue there. So if you'd been if you'd been on the scene, yeah. you would be like, no, 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 nobody helped them. <laughs> Honestly, shut, shut up, <laughs> Phineas, you're dead.
1: <laughs>
2: so kind of weird,
0: weird uh, kind of anatomy physiology things. You know, they're saying uh, like a headless chicken. Yeah. And then uh, you hear these kind of stories about a chicken that survived without its head for years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's not so rare. I. Cut a chicken's head off and it literally ran away from me. Why did you do that? To eat it.
1: Interesting. You
2: know, this sounds really anecdotal.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: This is very anecdotal, to be fair. Uh, the, The question is though, was he, he wasn't alive? That's just like the body jerking around right like but it was so
0: it, the, like the movement was it was an actual run like it was a very controlled regulated movement mm. um and yeah, then yeah. i think and i don't know how long we've ran for because i guess it ran and but as it ran it kind of bled out this is this is sad sad material for the podcast. <laughs> yeah this is um, horrible because it, it well but then it ran it, <laughs> so it ran but then the dog chased it and then it landed in a bucket and it was running in circles in the bucket and then I guess the it Lord. bled out in the bucket and then died. So then that's why it stopped running. But I think if, if somehow you could clip the arteries at the same time, I don't know how long it would have kept going for.
1: So uh, there's this thing called a, a fixed action pattern. Okay. Uh, which is, it describes an instinctive behavioral sequence that is highly stereotyped and species characteristic. So what it is, is like these, uh, these hardwired uh, things in the brains of animals that are like the things that you consider their instinctive behavior like dogs like licking or something like this mm-hmm. uh, and walking is a is a, a thing for this I'm pretty sure I hope I'm not talking shit here so it's just these like uh, these patterns in the brain which are you know just intrinsic to the animal so I'm what I'm assuming is that this sort of thing is like applies to this chicken and it may not like go through the brain but instead go through like the spinal cord mm, so like cool. instead of You know, it it doesn't actually need any executive control in order to run. It just, like, things can just fire and it'll just run. Yeah. Like, completely independently of any, like, will to do it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But I
0: also don't know. Also, I um got my first day
1: working as a doctor tomorrow, so I thought I should look up what the, the, the cheekbone is called. Zygomatic. Uh, what if you need to diagnose cheekbone cancer tomorrow? You'll thank us. <laughs>
2: hey, uh, have, have I you heard, heard about this thing where in the Cold War, the, when they were trying to find a method to make a head transplant. And this uh, is true story. The, are you talking about the monkeys? Yeah, Not the, the monkeys. monkeys. The monkeys. Uh, do tell. Do tell. I thought you knew the story. Uh, you know the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not how a podcast works, well. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's it it's it, So it was like some you know like this space w- space run or what do they call it? Space, space race. race. Yeah. They se- huh. they also had this like uh, head transplant race. Oh. Where okay. USA and Russia you were trying to be the first one to make a head transplant. Mm-hmm. And actually, Russia managed as I understand. They used like this, what are these monkeys called? M- Macrae. M-
1: macaques.
2: Macaques, yeah.
1: Aren't they called that?
0: But when they say they managed, do you mean they managed to, like...
2: They managed to transplant the head to another monkey's body. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. monkey, monkey. And it survived for a minute. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> it's That's a horrible, it's a horrible video seeing that monkey, when they, when it wakes up again, the head. Ugh. And it's like, like suffocating, it can't really breathe, and this frightness and the pain, and it's like bleeding ah. through its eyes and nose and oh. ear. Oh my
1: it's god, It's like oh, horrible. It's the
2: worst thing ever, but, so they realized at that time, like, oh fuck, we're never going to succeed. I think there's still some succeed. mad
0: Italian doctor yeah I, was on with it. Say, I think he, there's a ted talk that you can watch i think where he basically says let's do
1: it people yeah he had a uh he had a volunteer yeah, yeah. yeah
2: exactly yeah that's right
1: so it's a bit weird so his volunteer was uh i'm pretty sure he was paralyzed which is a not a good thing but it makes sense in this case because these head transplants are kind of stupid because you're not going to be able to res- like connect the brain to the spinal cord in that sort of way for like motion to be doable. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because like you can't even heal spinal cord injuries now. So like, good luck with this shit. <laughs> You're just like the whole point of the body in this case is just to like serve as a thing to supply the brain with blood. Yeah. That's it. it seems like you might as well just try to invent some sort of some machine for doing that, right? Wouldn't that be sp- a little bit easier, a little bit less fucked up. Yeah, right. It Like, the body can reject the head, like, with um, with organ transplants. So it can just reject the fucking head and brain and everything, and then you're just going to die this horrible, horrible death.
2: <laughs> yes, what's oh. happened to that monkey?
1: Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Stuff is unnecessary. Uh, yeah. Man, this is... Uh, speaking of the Cold deep. War, we can go a little bit upbeat if you want. And by upbeat, I mean... Eh. So there's a man, an unsung hero, uh, whose name is, was even, Stanislav Petrov, who died May 19th, 2017, relatively unknown as a man. uh, And he is a man that saved the world. Do you know about this guy? I've never heard of this guy. So Stanislav Petrov, uh, I made a point to memorize this man's name because of how important he is. Uh, So in 1983, there was a nuclear alarm in the Soviet Republic, which indicated that the U.S. had fired a nuclear missile Ah, at them, and they had to retaliate. And he made the decision. So he was a a lieutenant colonel, so there were definitely a lot of people above him. But he just made the executive decision that it was a false alarm and acted on that, and it was a false alarm, and he stopped nuclear war. No way. Yeah. What's his name? Stanislav Petrov. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've heard this. That is some fucking dope shit. Like, being the man who did that, that's real. Have you heard
2: that actually the US Army once dropped two nuclear bombs in a desert, over a city somewhere, by mistake? What? They didn't blow up.
1: Were they supposed to blow up? No.
2: Yes, they didn't know they would, would fail. They were actually functional. They should have exploded. What? And they just mistakenly dropped them an airplane, uh, that's not good. It happened 1961. They dropped three megatons bomb. It says three to four megaton. They dropped it in Garsboro, North Carolina, by mistake. Luckily, they didn't
0: explode. So next time someone mocks me for never having heard of someone, because it's all that sort of like academic snobbery about or, or about oh you don't oh, you don't know who that is oh my god oh you should really know. I'll just be like well do you know who Stanis. Stanis- Stan- <laughs> Stanislav Petrov is. Yeah, I'll, you go. I'll say no and yeah. I'll feel tiny. Um, <laughs> I, I did watch something fun this week or but also something awful. Okay. Which was I spent 2 hours listening to Pierce Brosnan's Icelandic accent in uh, uh, We're going to oh. talk about this. The new amazing Eurovision film, the story of Fire Saga.
1: Yeah, I've I've had a lot of people message me about this movie. (laughs) But
0: uh, I think I've been to Husavik. It's a real place, isn't it? That it's set in. No, I was there the other day.
2: It's not a real place. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's not a real place.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is a. uh, It is a place in the north of Iceland. Man, they are going to regret
0: being on this film well maybe not because uh, no. we're gonna get loads more tourists now
1: yeah everyone loves money here
0: yeah i mean everyone loves money everywhere i don't think you don't have to like hold that again yeah, that's Sundays. true uh yeah. but yeah it was awful and amazing all in one was it actually it was just cheesy it was super cheesy happy feel good i mean i i, I enjoyed the first hour and then after that it's a bit oh yeah
1: it was not I just don't... It, it was not the worst Will Ferrell movie no, it wasn't, no. But the thing is, Will Ferrell, he's made some actual good movies. Anchorman. So he needs to not make bad movies. Yeah. yeah, the other guys. Set Brothers. Yeah. yeah, he needs to not make bad movies. He needs to just make good movies.
0: Yeah. But in it, there's a constant joke. So for anyone who doesn't know the storyline, Will Ferrell and uh, what's his co-star called? Michelle
1: Obama. No, no was...
0: <laughs> Almost, almost. Uh, what's the girl from About Time called? She's... Uh, beautiful and great she's
1: from the notebook
0: she's the garden notebook
1: yeah it, guys i don't know
0: rachel mcadams yeah so ah. it's uh, will ferrell and rachel mcadams who are both in a band together and people continually make the joke oh are you guys brother and sister and then because iceland is such a small country and there's so much incest will ferrell always replies oh i don't think she's my sister um which brings me nicely onto the fact that I've heard there's an app in Iceland, which you can use when you go on a night out to make sure that the person that you're getting jiggy with doesn't happen to be your cousin or some long lost sister or something.
1: Have I mentioned that I hate being Icelandic on the internet? God (laughs) damn it. This is not a thing. There's like a, a genealogy database and you can look up other people because it's like a full genealogy thing, and you can look up how someone is related to you. What do you mean? It...
2: I know people that have actually had to break up because of this. Really? Okay, but that's, that's <laughs> yes. not the same.
1: That's not the point here. That doesn't mean that this app is for that purpose. <laughs> no, it's no, just no. Like, that, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's just a genealogy database. But and it does you mean can... that there are people that could use this app. Yeah, yeah but also uh, the... I was speaking to the anthropology guy at the the, work, the place that we work, and he does all this stuff. He looks at like the the mating history of of people here, et cetera, et cetera. And he showed me that Iceland has uh, less incest than is normal for a society. Really. Right.
2: Also, yeah. because you know so much, you know that you're related. Yeah, but you- even so, oh, like in
1: a lot of places, you know and you like that. Yeah, or like yeah, it's yeah. a thing to marry your first cousins or something. But here, it was it was never a thing, and it was like actively not done. Mm-hmm. So we are actually number one, not so incestuous. <laughs> uh, number two, the app's not for that. Number three, I have uh, cut a date short because she was my cousin. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 so whatever, man. Some of us are stereotypes. Nice,
2: and also for some re- for some reason, we all believe in elves.
1: Yeah, all of us. And all we do on Christmas is read books. And Húsavík <laughs> is a real place. <laughs> I just like this movie is yet another thing that makes me hate being Icelandic on the internet. Like I, I don't want more of this attention. You guys you do know? well out of this attention,
0: though. When so I when mean, I when I was in Iceland, which was five yeah. years ago now. The population mm. then was like three hundred thirty thousand, and you got over a million tourists visiting the country in that two year. Two million tourists. But then, yeah, is it up to? I guess it's gone up now. Yeah, so it's now two it million It went up years.
1: to. It went up to two million a year, and then Corona happened, mm. which is mad, madness. <laughs> yeah, but like it, it's not nice for people here. Like when when you and I went to uh, the Hot River. Oh yeah. We like that. It was a nice little hike, and then yeah. we sat in the river, and it was all chill, and we did that lava tunnel. Mm. That lava tunnel has now been monetized. You can't go in there without paying. No way. And the the hike to the hot river is always just swarmed with people. Oh, that is Like, it's shit now. Everything, it makes everything worse. Yeah.
2: One problem is also, I remember it was really hard to get a whole room, hotel room somewhere in Iceland with a Mm -hmm. short notice. You couldn't say like, oh, maybe two weeks from now we should go somewhere you had to plan six months before
1: mm. yeah and you couldn't if you were trying to rent somewhere like an apartment for yourself it was all crazy expensive because every all the apartments were just airbnb for for yeah, tourists yeah, yeah, exactly. so fuck them <laughs> <laughs> in conclusion <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i don't like tourists as humans uh and i've I've thought about this. Sometimes I've stopped myself and been like, uh, "Does this go against my otherwise humanist views on people?" I, I think
2: you—you uh, you are sometimes a tourist too, Ron.
1: I am sometimes a tourist, but I try—I very actively try to not behave like uh, the tourists that I hate. And I've decided that this this point of view of mine doesn't conflict with anything because I'd have, I have—I don't have the same feeling at all towards. People that come and don't act like that, or oh. people that like immigrate here. Are, are and you going to are like, you gonna start here. to whine again, Ragnar? No, I'm not whining. I'm just, I'm I'm nagging. I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm saying, I hate tourists. I think tourism is like I went to the uh, Gay Sid, the, the hot spring. You and are nagging. No, with people. And I was standing there and, you, you know, waiting for it to erupt. And everybody there was facing away from it, so that they would be able to like catch the moment when it went off uh, and take a picture with of themselves. Um, a selfie. And then there was there was this one girl who was walking away from it, and then she looked down and she noticed that there was a little trickle of water mm-hmm. that she was walking in, and like the trickle of water, I mean like like three millimeters deep, nothing to be afraid of. And she looked down, and she went ew, ew 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 ew, and like ran away from it. <laughs> 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 I hate these people. I fucking hate these people.
2: Relax.
0: You you
1: Ah, I was there with my sister. We just openly laughed at her. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a happy man. Uh, boys, we have uh, we have voice a voicemail, by the way. Nice. Yeah. We're popular. We're... Keep them coming, people. Keep them coming. Popular. Yeah, and and I have not listened to this voicemail yet. I'm I'm deciding now to just play one blind. And if it's bad, we'll just edit the podcast. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are you guys ready? Yeah.
0: Here we go. Hi, I'm Monroe
1: This is Arachna's brother.
0: I was reading about that new whack, weird-ass ambassador to
2: Iceland who wanted to carry a gun and get protective detail uh, because, you know, Iceland's super dangerous. And, you know, I was just wondering what sort of weapon you had in Iceland. And, uh, to protect yourself from everything all the dangers around every corner thanks bye <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way your brother sounds danish uh
1: thank you he does live I in guess. denmark doesn't he he does he's lived there for uh, 40 years yeah so
0: a bit of background here
1: yeah so you i'm assuming you're not familiar with this no oh uh, so i'm only familiar with this because i was at my parents house before and they had the news on uh, I don't watch the news. Neither do you. Let's talk about that next episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the Icelandic... The US ambassador to Iceland has uh, requested like security detail and wants uh, his security to be able to openly carry guns, which is not a thing in Iceland. Mm. Uh, and he wants exemption from this because he doesn't feel safe for some <laughs> fucking reason because he's a, an idiot. So my brother's wondering how you felt in this horrendously dangerous country and what weapon you carried to protect yourself.
0: Carried the weapon of love. I don't know. Oh, um, nice. I. Uh, so I actually met the... This is related. I met the president of Iceland when I was in Iceland. Nice. And what I remember being weird about that was... I don't know. I, I, I kind of expected to have to go through some scanners and then get searched and whatever. But you literally just turned up at his house and then we like knocked on the door and then his butler answered and we just walked in and then you just chat to him for a bit and then you leave like there was no Uh there was no security there was no nothing it was the most chilled thing and I feel like there can't be many countries almost I, I struggle to think of any other country where it could be so informal with their security because it's just Safe.
1: Yeah, I was at a I was at a football match this summer, and the the uh, the prime minister was there, just sitting with her like children or something. She was just chilling, and like there was no get up around her.
0: Whereas then you've got you've got so you know what the Highland Games are? They're yeah. they're like uh, uh, Scottish Scottish games where you have things like tug of war and. Toss mm-hmm. the caber, which is like flipping a
1: big. Uh, do you actually tree trunk. have tug of war? Because tug of war has been deemed extremely dangerous. Really? Yeah, we do have tug of war. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Read up on fuck. it. <laughs>
0: um, anyway, so there was a guy who got arrested there because this is gross. So the queen goes to the one. I think the queen goes to the ones in in uh, in Bremar every every so often. She she pops up at those, and she well, she sits in her royal box. Anyway, after she left the royal box. Some some geezer got arrested because he ran up and sniffed the cushion she was sitting on.
1: <laughs> why, why arrest him for that? <laughs> I don't know. What well, I is... guess he was running towards the royal. There might be
0: someone else still in the royal box. I don't know. Uh, but that, was, but, that like, was what he was going for it's, anyway. It's
1: creepy. It's weird. Yeah, it, it is. is weird, but it is not worthy of arrest. No, don't. It's don't worthy get, of like do get, get, get out into of here. your police shit though. <laughs> it's worthy of a get out of here, Dewey, but like nothing more than that. You, like, shoe him like a pigeon if he does this. <laughs> He's sniffing a goddamn cushion, and Let him be. Uh,
0: yeah. But, I, no, Iceland's super safe. It's just the Americans wanted to be Americans. The Americans, actually, you guys should still have beef with them because did they not technically invade you guys during
1: World War II? They did, but they also paid for all of our infrastructure, and they're the only reason we have good roads and stuff, so we kind of let it slide. Fair Fair. Nice. <laughs> and they paid for our airport and all the stuff, so like we kind of just we don't talk about it. Nice. Yeah. So for anyone else who's not doesn't know, during World War II, because Iceland's between Europe
0: and America, uh, the Americans basically wanted to have a military base there before uh, uh, just for strategic purposes, and so we just kind of went to Iceland but didn't really ask anyone and just. Mm-hmm. Set up in a military base. And they still yeah, have, the they still have for, one.
1: No, they left. They left. Oh, did they? When did they leave? Like relatively recently, yeah, they mm. left. Yeah, and there's also, there's a lot of illegitimate uh, children. Nice. Due to this. Is that where your American accent comes from, does it? You know it. it it's it a was, uh, it, fixed action pattern. It,
2: it was <laughs> called the, Austin, the situation or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, The existence of all these illegitimate children. Yeah. Was of a situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good i do love a good like repressed thing <laughs> uh does anybody in this room have a skill to teach our listeners i've got a skill all right hit me. but i was i was
0: i'm always a bit slow because I'm, I'm so scared i'm gonna get kicked off this thing at some point
1: you say that every week but yeah like...
0: well that's because there, there were threats for a while uh-huh. uh, but that was back when my skill was break spaghetti and it'll break into three pieces. Yeah. So my skill of the week is for anyone who's got a car out of there.
1: Okay, okay.
0: If you ever if you've got uh, your key for your car mm. and you just hold down the unlock button, then all the windows in your car will uh come down and if you hold the lock button, all the windows in your car will come up.
1: Does this go for every car? Is this true? I'm pretty I said sure this it is.
2: Last week. I said this last week.
1: No you didn't are you talking about
2: <laughs> I, brought, I brought a car fact
1: yeah but not all yeah. car facts are the same <laughs> yeah. not everyone's a doctor right, right, right uh does this work for every car so every? i think so uh it works so
0: um, mel's brother was telling me about it and he's got an audi and then uh, oh, we've got we've a got it. so then we hmm. went out. i'm just trying to just convey that it works across <laughs> different car models you <laughs> dick <laughs> Um, and then so we've got to see it so we went out to check on that and it worked
1: on that Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's just a standard feature that a lot of people just don't know about interesting yeah this reminds me of an elevator fact that I that doesn't work but like (laughs) a lot of times I've heard this like oh if if you want to go to your floor and you don't want to stop at the other floors then just hold down the, the closed door button the entire way and it will skip all the other floors and I've tried this multiple times and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Why was, doesn't it work? Was that your fact? Yeah. <laughs> your fact
0: was that it, your skill was that the skill doesn't work. Yeah, like don't, you don't it's need to say It's the same with being on hold, isn't it? There are always these things about when you're on hold to a company, if you just keep pressing star or whatever, then they'll just
1: put you through. Uh, oh, is that the thing? I don't know. There's, there's yeah. I mean, no, because like imagine, like you've probably put someone on hold, right? For whatever reason in your life. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Have if I you ever, ever been, it, have so. you ever, but imagine yourself putting someone on hold. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would you like, a picture in it. Okay. Uh, do you envision yourself monitoring their star pressing?
0: No, but this is more when you're, <laughs> this, is, this is when you're on hold, but for a company phoning them. So, so you're in a queue oh, to, get, like a machine? to get through or you're trying to like go through there, you know, press one if you want this,
1: press two if you want this. Mm, oh, and then you go through yeah. there and there's another. Whereas if you just press, Anyway, that also doesn't work. It, I don't think. Oh, Okay, I hate these these automated machine answering things because you always just it feels like you always just end up with some random person anyway that you need to explain yourself to. Mm. And like you go through all the shit, and then you explain yourself to the person they're like hold, and then they transfer you. Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. I have I have a
2: joke. Nice. Okay, go. How many surrealist artists do you need mm. to change a light bulb?
1: And the answer is going to be like fish or something.
2: A dish. <laughs> you were
1: close. <laughs> I, I, I was close. Oh Lord. Oh, Lord Lord. Uh, that's the funniest joke I've ever heard. Uh on that note, uh, Monroe, do you have any parting words? Send us your voicemails, people. Yeah. Do that. Uh, I have I have parting words. I know, but first let me say Uh, Email us at callingmonroe at gmail.com if you have a voicemail uh, or send it at Instagram at callingmonroe. Follow us on Instagram at callingmonroe. Yeah, and spread the good word, you know? Like Jesus didn't become Jesus by people not spreading the good word.
0: Amen to that.
1: Yeah. Gleon, do you have any parting words?
2: Parting words? I've been looking here for something. Oh, God. If, (laughs) wait, see this. It's a good advice. Okay. If he only wants your breasts legs and thighs send her to KFC and (laughs) and and my favorite and my favorite be be kind
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ Uh, keep on drugging (laughs) Bye, Bye. Bye.
2: if you're feeling alone
1: Bro, there's one thing your heart start to glow Calling Monroe, Calling Monroe, Calling Monroe, Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe.